the Passholder Lounge is open once again, and I am thrilled to welcome you in. Hello, it's Justin Monorail back for another round in the Passholder Lounge podcast. That's right, today is episode nine, and I have returned with yet another amazing special guest. A brand new one, a voice you haven't heard on this show quite yet, but one that I am just dying for you to hear. It's a friend who helped usher me into my new passion for haunted attractions, haunted events. It's someone who has supported me. It's someone who's been there through the thick and thin. I mean, did I meet this person through social media, through the podcast, through their podcast, through our mutual love of theme parks? Yes. Have we become friends for life? Absolutely. I consider this person a very dear friend, and I can't wait to get this conversation started. But before we get there, one quick shout out. We got a brand new review over on Apple Podcast, and I want to share it with you. Thank you so much, Huntsman1230, for the five-star review. Here's what they said. They said, I may never be an annual pass holder. But I will always appreciate a good lounge. PHL brings back Justin Monorail with weekly guests to discuss theme parks and their lounges. Great casual time, and I especially love when he brings on Landon, the DOZ. Their chemistry is the best in the biz. Great to have JM back on the mic. Love the drink recommendations. Keep them coming. Love listening to this show both on Friday afternoons and Monday mornings. All right, you know. If you can't get out of the habit of listening to my voice on a Monday morning, I get it. It's a nice, calm, warm, welcoming thing to hear on a Monday morning. I don't blame you. Thank you so much, Huntsman1230. I really appreciate that. And you, the lovely listener, can join in the fun and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you want to rate us, review us, do the thing. And I appreciate it every time. All right, let's get into today's episode My guest host for today's show, as we recap my epic 40th birthday extravaganza, is my friend and yours, the Hawaiian shirt, fedora-wearing mother... Shut your mouth. It's Skipper Bob. Skipper Bob of the Cretans Guild. Skipper Bob, your friend. You love him. You know him. And now he's joining me in the lounge. Let's get into it. Here we go. Episode 9. Hit it. Bob, I'm just going to start by cracking open one of my beers. Is that okay with you? Hey, I'm going to join you. Let's get this going. Oh, or I'll spill it everywhere, maybe. Ah, Come you're on. a sloppy drinker. Come on. Come on, baby. What is You can happening? do it. I just think of your secretary. Okay. So, first off, we got to talk about our drinks. We, we're starting with a, with a frosty cold beverage, and I think there's... Uh, no better time than the present to start uh, drinking these. I myself, I'm starting the season with a Punkachino coffee, Ooh. Pump- coffee pumpkin ale. Coffee and pumpkin. How would you rate that? I have not ever had this before. I'll be trying it for the first time oh. right now. What have you got? All right. I've got a uh, good old Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Oh, perfect. See, yes, we're both in the proper season. We're both appropriately festive for tonight. Salute! I love it. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. 
<laughs> the listeners are going to love that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, okay. I like the coffee taste. I don't think there's enough pumpkin going on here. Really? It's it's a coffee to pumpkin majority here. Yeah. The, the proportion isn't quite right. It's not bad because I like coffee. Um, of course, you love, who doesn't love coffee? Yeah, I know. If it were up to me, and here's the description that Elysian gets, gives us. A pumpkin ale with the attitude of a world-weary barista. Punkachino packs a short shot of Stumptown coffee in your pint with just a shake of cinnamon and nutmeg. Okay. Well, I taste the cinnamon and nutmeg, but I don't taste pumpkin. But it doesn't really say... It doesn't say there's pumpkin in it, right? There's more spice than there is pumpkin, huh? Yeah. How's yours? I'm, I'm sure you've had the Oktoberfest before. I love... Uh... This Oktoberfest, when it comes out in about mid-August, that's when I know that is when fall has started, even though that's it's right. like 97 degrees outside. I don't care. This is lovely. I love it. Yeah, you got the pinky up and everything. That's very oh, yeah. classy. Keeping it classy. Man, you you got that haircut, you got the beard cleaned up, and now you're just a classy gentleman. Uh, let's not go too far. I mean, <laughs> I have my limits. <laughs> Well, I think you look very dashing, sir. And um, thank you. I'm my dapper. Yeah, this, this is my time of year to be dapper. Is when the sun is down and the moon is high, and you hear howling in the distance. That's right. And and for us Floridians, the temperatures are a, a balmy 85 instead of 95 in the yeah, middle. but you're used to it. I am. Yeah. No, it felt great outside today. I don't know if you spent much time outside, but I'm on my yard. Yeah, it, w- it would have been a good day for it. It, it yeah. uh, As long as you were dodging the thunderstorms and torrential downpours. <laughs> ah, Florida, whatever. <laughs> it's You know, what's funny is I have since living here, I've definitely witnessed neighbors mowing their lawn in a nice steady rain. Oh, oh, yeah. I've seen it happen more than once. Well, when you have limited time frame, uh, I'm not that crazy course i also have an electric mower so i'm not gonna bring that sucker out in the rain oh no yeah i do too um but i kind of think it's one of those things where they're doing the debate of well okay so i can go and jam up my mower with wet grass or i can go mow the grass in 100 degrees and get swamp ass i think i'm gonna go with uh jam it up the mower in the rain i think that's the debate they're doing but Mm. this is yard talk Brought to you by Passholder <laughs> Podcast. Listen, we go all over the place. That's what this podcast is all about. I know Val and uh, your your last episode was a, a two parter that I listened to, and I'm going to tell you what Lewis and Val they got nothing. I, this this is going to be a four part series right here. Part one, <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights. Part two, theme parks general discussion. Part three, wrestling, and part four, puppery. <laughs> Okay, so I thought at first you said puppery, and I was like, I'm totally, <laughs> totally down to talk about some puppies. If that's what I, I, do. Oh, I need, I need a puppy. I might get one sometime before the year is over. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't already. To be honest, uh, the, the itch is there. Yeah. You know what I really miss is like that responsibility of taking care of a, of a creature. I, I miss that more than anything else. 
I get that, but also it's it's got to be the companionship too, and having oh that yeah, little, there's nothing better than coming home and a little a little baby wagging its tail at you and just so happy to see you. It doesn't matter what time of night, it, it's not going to judge you. It's just happy to see you. You've never had a pug, have you? <laughs> That's true. It just looks like oh, you're laying down. Okay, I'm going to hop up in your lap and fart for the next hour or two. <laughs> and Sounds we still like loved girlfriend. every second of ah! <laughs> Little thing there. she's gonna hear this too which is exciting yeah good to know you yeah i know it, it's one of those things she's like way behind listening to episodes so I, who knows when she'll hear it it's sort of like i just planted a bomb and i don't know when it's gonna go off <laughs> <laughs> around arbor day whenever the hell that is <laughs> hey speaking of holidays Yes. We're here to celebrate a specific holiday, and that is one of my, actually probably my favorite holiday, which is, of course, Halloween. And for this us, is Halloween. this is Halloween, for us in Central Florida, Halloween actually started mid-August with Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party. I think the first one was like August 12th. Yeah. That, doesn't mean, that seem like a little, like a certain level of insanity to start that early? Yeah, and still people it was selling out oh yeah for sure they're selling those tickets people are going we're 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 hungry for it we're starved for the halloween season i mean really last year i I think part of the reason would be last year the not so scary party wasn't really the not so scary party people wanted to boo to you yeah or whatever they were calling it yeah so people wanted like the full experience this year but also i mean man we need a distraction. It's it feels like it, this this summer has been a trudge, and uh, it's time it's time to yeah. do something fun. Yep, it's time to let our hair down or cut it off, depending on who you are. <laughs> you know the the logic would seem to say that as we go into the cooler months, you'd want to grow out your hair and like I'm growing the beard. Well, at least your chin will be warm. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yes, Halloween season's begun, and I guess, I don't know when I first had the idea, it may have been almost a year ago, that I decided, it may have been, it may have been shortly after I went to Halloween Horror Nights with you for uh, HHN 30, and I decided, I know I'm coming back next year, I know the event will be started by the time my birthday comes, those two things could happen at the same time, and it could be a big party. You know, if my birthday was this time of the year, I'd make a big deal out of it myself. Yeah. So the idea was hatched. Eventually, a Facebook group was created. Hundreds and hundreds of people were invited. Not really. Um, But I will say... The dozens. Dozens and dozens. (laughs) I was thrilled by the amount of people that actually said they wanted to come down to celebrate my birthday at Halloween Horror Nights. And then those people that actually made it and showed up, it was more than I could have possibly imagined. I'm so glad that you were counted among the numbers, Skipper Bob. The event has happened now. We're, we're less than a week out from it. Actually, it would be a week tomorrow um, when this show comes out. And I just really wanted to sit down and, and sort of like revel in the success that that event was for us. And then just talk kind of generally about Halloween Horror Nights because... Um, man, I, I've become a fan, a big, yeah, fan. you got, you got bit pretty hard by that bug and, uh, I can't be more proud of you, man. Cause <laughs> you, 
I, I could see it in your eyes. You were apprehensive. You were, you were like, I don't know if I can handle this. Uh, I, I don't was, know. And that, let, look, let's be honest. I was scared shitless last year. I think we can say that. Yeah. That, that would be a fair assessment. And even after the first house that we all did together, which was the haunting of Hill house, I legitimately thought to myself, I don't think I can do this. I was so scared coming out of that house. Oh, really? I really was. Um, and I felt like this is going to be a long night. I don't know if I can do this to myself, but I was like, I'm at least I'm going to trooper through the next couple and we'll see how it goes. I, luckily for me, the next house we did was Beetlejuice. Yeah, and, that, and, that eases a lot of tension. I mean, we, we're talking two opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, because for me, I think how, uh, the Haunting of Hill House house was one of the scarier ones for me last year. And, and and Beetlejuice was the least scary. Beetlejuice was the most, it was what I labeled as the f- most fun house. It was. There's always that one house that seems to be more entertaining, more fun, more whimsical than the others. Ghostbusters was up there. Yep. Uh, Beetlejuice, yeah. This year, I'm kind of like on the fence of which one I would call the most fun. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But yeah, and and Haunted uh, Hill House, Haunting of Hill House, or House on the Haunted I I get it mixed <laughs> up. I, I'll never get it right. Uh, that one probably had the best special effects it, it did for sure that would that yeah i would give that one like the best effects of but the for year you, it wasn't the scariest um no i think puppet theater it had the best uh individual scare okay. of the year and i think it was overall the creepiest house that's without a doubt it was creepy yeah there was some pretty unsettling stuff in that house. For some reason, I don't know what it was. I think there was some little piece. It was a very dark, whimsical theme in that house. And it, oh. and it sort of like, it, it took a little bit of the bite out of it for me. Like, I still love that house, but it wasn't quite as scary. Ah. I don't know why. Who knows? It makes no sense. Uh, everyone paints a different canvas. It's nothing there's no wrong answers yeah with blood um so so anyway last year i ended up i troopered through some houses with my my scream squad um skipper bob was leading us through several of those houses and encouraging as ever very positive and and he's like come on man you can do this theme park rob was integral as well as in getting me through the houses and um Man, once once we really got rolling, I was like, "Wait a minute, I think I get it." Like something snapped. You, I know you and Rob have said a bunch of times that you broke me last year. It really, there was a moment where something changed in my perception of going through those haunted houses, and we uh, we popped your haunted yeah. attraction cherry. You did, you did, and now, like you know, we followed it up with Hall of Scream, and I could not wait to get back to the, the haunt season this year. Of course, I ended up buying the, the frequent fear plus pass. Um, I intend to go many more times before the season's over. And I just can't wait to get back in those houses. It's a, it's, it's an addiction at this point. Yeah. I, I, I only did the, um, the one that runs through September because I figure I'm going to go 
six, seven times in September and just wear myself out. So by the time October rolls around, I'll be able to do some of the, the, the lower key uh, local stuff that yeah. some it's a hit or miss. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's crap. You don't really know until you actually do it. Yeah, you've done some stuff. I, I'm kind of envious. You've done some some of the other, um, you know, not main attraction type haunts that more the like you said, the local stuff. I, I need to get into that, too. I don't know if I'll be able to do many of it this season, but that's that's sort of the next step for me. I will say there's a bit of hesitation for me when it comes to the local stuff. And it's because I feel like you never know what they're going to do with those places. Like, nope. That's a big question mark. Yep. And and you know, it could be nothing. It could it, it could end up, you know, being a dud, but it could be absolutely terrifying. So a great example of that would be uh the local attraction we have over in the UCF area called uh the Haunted Road. Mm. I did this in 2020 when Horror Nights was real low key. They only had the two houses. So there was a lot of uh, actors available for work. Uh, they had nothing to do. So they went to this local place, and it was it was a great experience. It's a drive-through haunted uh, ex- exhibit. You go from one location to the other. You change your radio to listen to whatever they're uh, programming out for you to hear the storyline. And there are characters, and there's effects, and it was like, man, this is really, really good. And then twenty, the next year, 21... There was a lot less actors available and you could notice it there. Yeah. yeah, There were some, I think there were three of the seven scenes had no actors at all. And I think, I think they were supposed to, we pull up to one area, the lights are flashing, there's sound effects going off and we're looking around like, is something supposed to be happening? Uh, I'm a little confused here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so yeah, at one attraction, it was both sides of the spectrum. Then, yep. So yeah, um, so that's kind of a wild card. We'll we'll see. Um, if I go with the, if I go with my team, then I feel like I'd be confident and I'd be okay. Um, the thing is, I've gotten to the point with Halloween Horror Nights, just in this, you know, just a little over twelve months of of doing this thing. Um, I would be willing to go by myself. And actually run houses alone now. I, I, Have you not I, done that this year? I haven't run a house alone this year. Um, because I, the first night that I went, I ended up running into Chris from Ear to Ear Magic. Okay. And um, he, before he, before he left the park, he was like, I wanted to run some houses, but you know, I, I didn't know um, maybe one or two. And he's like, D- would you want to do some? And I was like, oh, sure. And so I ended up running. That was that was a night I actually met up with Rob and Tracy and they had express passes. So I was like, well, I'm not going to get an express pass. So I'll let them do their thing and I'll, I'll eat, drink, hang out, see the scare zones. But be I ended up, yeah, be merry. But I ended up running with Chris and we did five of the houses that night. Just, nice. just, he, and, just he and I. Um, and but but even even before that, I was thinking while I was there, like I was like, I could do a house. I was sort of I still had that anticipation of I hadn't done any of them. It's it's been a year. I'm out of practice. I'm a little rusty. Um, so I so I did have that nervous anxiety building up. But um, but yeah, I ended up doing the first one we did was the Universal Monsters Legends Collide. And uh, it was great. Loved it. And I was like, all right, baby, we're back. 
And, and now, especially after my birthday event, that I've done them. I've done all except Blumhouse at this point. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, knock that one out first thing uh, when you go next time. I I had that that Russia fear pass just burning a hole in my pocket. So finally, opening night came around. I was like. I gotta go. I, yeah. I I really don't want to deal with the crowds on opening night, but I've got to go. So <laughs> I went and I did the stay and scream. I went early, and I found like a really really uh, convenient way to avoid the crowds and just uh, to break yourself into it nice. And this would come in handy for anyone who's going in October. Um, do the scream and stay. Get in there about three o'clock. Get yourself a table at Finnegan's. Have yourself a nice carb and fat heavy meal so you can burn off all that energy for the rest of the night. And by the time you're done eating, it's about 530 and you can just start walking the walk the park. You don't have to stand out in the sun and the rain. And it was really convenient. I really enjoyed doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you basically informed how we ended up doing the um, my birthday event because we had heard some stories that the stay and screams were a bit more messy this year. I mean, last year, I would say it was relatively organized. You picked the house you wanted to queue up for in the stay and scream zone. And then you pretty much stayed in that queue for that specific house until they released the early crowd to the, to the houses this year. It's true about the Finnegan's holding area. And it's true about uh, Duff, Duff gardens. It's a mass of people. And then when when the lines open up, it's just it's a scramble at that point. Um, it's not nearly yeah. as as like organized. So, you know, after your experience that on on opening night, we were like, well, that's what we're gonna do. I also had Keenan in my ear. Um, he because he was excited to get down. And he was like, man, I'm hearing that uh, Duff Gardens is a bit of a clusterfuck. I think we need to do something else. And uh, that was, those may have been my words. Maybe I'm paraphrasing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't put those words in Keenan's mouth. Um, and I was like, yeah, you, you know, I, I'm hearing something similar. So we did, we, we watched for a few nights. And then of course I, I met up with Rob um, on that Sunday of opening weekend and, and they did the Duff garden stay and scream. And he, he confirmed that it was chaos back there. Oh, wow. So and there's more stay and screams this time around, uh, more smaller, low key spread out stay and screams where previous year, I think last year, there was just three and they kind of like splintered off into whatever house you wanted to go to first. And before that, back in 2019, there was just two. So oh. everyone corralled in like herds of cattle. Yeah. And then they would open up like two houses over there and then two houses in the back. So at least you get those two knocked out before the rest of the general public got in. Oh yeah. So, I feel compelled to give a little uh, context here for people who, because maybe people who are listening to this have never been to Halloween Horror Nights and, and they don't really know what it means. What is Stay and Scream? What does all this mean? So basically, at the event, um, they if you have a pass just for Halloween Horror Nights, you can you can get an add-on to your pass called Stay and Scream. It was $35 yep. um, to add on to your ticket. If you're not a universal pass holder, if you're a universal pass holder, you can already be in the park. You don't need stay and scream. But if you're not, and all you have is a ticket to Halloween Horror Nights, you can get the stay and scream. With that ticket, you can get in at three. You think it's three? It starts at three. 
And I have been told by a friend that it ends at 459 because he was in line and the person in front of him was having a hard time with their finger swipe. And the clock was ticking and he was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And right at five o'clock, right on the dime, five o'clock, they close the gates and say, nope, you got to wait till 630 now. Whoa, I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because what they're what they're basically doing is they're allowing those people early access to these holding areas if you get in if you get in in time, yeah. and then and then the universal team members are cleaning the park, cleaning clearing the park of the day guests to get them out because it's not like you go to not so scary you get like a lanyard or a bracelet so it's not easy to tell. Um, so they clear out the day guest, and if you're not in one of those holding areas, you're going to get chased out with a broom. And, um, and then once all those people are gone, I guess it was about like maybe five 30, the event starts at six 30, but around five 30, they opened up the lines. Yeah. And that's, that's when that's the goal is five 30. Yeah. And that's when we were able, so it's, this is huge because there are 10 houses that you can experience five scare zones. There's a show, a theater show and a water show. If you want any hope of doing a lot of that, and by the way, you probably can't do all of that in one night. You can't. Well, now that every single night lasts till 2 a.m., you have a better chance. Yeah, I guess. Depending on, like, say, if you go on a Wednesday or Thursday, you'll have a better chance than you would on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Because the event goes till 2. <laughs> it's a, Yeah. It's a long one. So, yeah, that's true. But, I mean... Last year, wh- when did it cut off last year? Was it one? Uh, some nights did go till two. I think those are like Fridays and Saturdays, and the rest were one, if not midnight. I I want to say one o'clock for the most. Okay. Well, I, I commonly hear people who are experienced Halloween Horror Nights fans say, you can't get all houses done in one night unless you have Express Pass. Well, I'm here to tell you, two years in a row... Without Express Pass, I've done at least 10 house runs in one night without Express. Yeah, on your birthday, we did... Did we do 10 or 11 houses? Because I know we doubled up one or two houses. We, we just doubled up Dead Man's Pier. Okay. Yeah, so we did 10. And uh, But if we had wanted to, we could have done Blumhouse and, we, and then maybe another one. But, you know, we, we wrapped it up at that point and went to go find Landon and Lindsay. Um, who stayed at Finnegan's all freaking <laughs> night long? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, let's go to Halloween Horror Nights and not do anything. <laughs> well, they did something. They drank beer all night. That, that's you could do that in Tennessee. God damn it! <laughs> you don't need to fly all the way to Orlando, see your friends, say hi, and then sit on your ass for the next seven hours drinking Listen. beer. Listen, I want to give them credit because they did the most amazing Houdini disappearing act. Because yeah. when, we, when we all when we all left Finnegan's, we were all in a group. We were headed to that Dead Man's Pier line. We took a group picture in the in the Sweet Revenge area. Next thing I know, we're in line and we're missing Landon and Lindsay. They were gone. <laughs> it was impressive. He's the world's fattest ninja, just like me. <laughs> it was very good. But um, yeah, so so anyway, if, if you want any hope of, or at least if you want to give yourself better odds of doing everything, Stay in Scream's the way to go. And it's a cheaper route 
than doing express because express costs just about as much as your ticket, if not more. That it it is more than a regular single day ticket, and I've been told the price fluctuates throughout the season. Uh, some days it is worth more than other days, and but I I learned that there is a express after eleven pass. Yeah, that's right. Which is close to the uh, the single day price, but that's eleven, twelve, one, two. That gives you four hours to use this express pass. I oof, you will you will be booking if you wait for that. You would be booking. I guess it would really be for people who they're like, oh, I've got, you know, it's 11 o'clock. I've got four more houses to do or something. And, you know, they, they just want to give themselves the best odd of fin- odds of finishing. But I'm just telling you, stay in screens better. If if you've got the stamina, do the stay in screen. Are, are we going for a second drink now? I'm, I'm cracking up. I was trying to be stealthy about it, but you're calling me out, Bob. I'm well, up. I'll, here, I'll join you. All right. All right. Another pumpkin or another uh, Oktoberfest for you. Yeah. I've got this one is the Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. Ooh. Yeah, I'm excited about this one, actually. Let's give her old sippy sippy here. Beer drinking music. Oh, yeah. This is my kind of drink. Oh. It is pumpkin. It is stout. I love it. This will put hair on your chest, baby. Oh yeah, this is good. It's got a werewolf a on it. Stuff right there. Appropriately, a werewolf on the label. Oh, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good beer right there. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> why we why we sling blade all of a sudden? I don't know. <laughs> oh, so so Bob, let's start talking about the houses because yes, ten house. Of course, ha- have you done Blumhouse? I have done it once. Um. I'm going to be doing it again whenever I go again. Um, if not, I'm definitely going in. Uh, what is it? I'm going in like three days with I'm meeting up some friends who th- I'm going to su- I have a surprise for them. Um, they've never they never get to do stuff like this just because of financially. They can't yeah. they can't swing it. But I'm going to surprise them when I see them on that day. I was like, uh, oh, here, guys, hold these lanyards. And hopefully they'll look at them and they'll see that, oh, these have my name on it. Oh, these are express passes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. So, all right. So you'll do Blumhouse again that night for sure. I, I'm going to, I was actually looking at the calendar and I'm like, I've, I've got to get back in there. I don't, I don't know if I'll make it in this weekend. I'd love to. I was, I was burning holes at that calendar. It's like, oh man, can I, no, I can't do it tonight. I'm doing Justin's thing. How about tomorrow night? No, I'm working the next morning. How about the night after? Ooh, I could probably do it the night after. I could probably so, do that. Mm. Maybe, so you're thinking of going Saturday? I don't know. I, I don't want to wear myself out before I meet up with my friends. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I have access to this Saturday um, because the frequent fear plus you get the first and last Saturday, but I think that's it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I do get Sunday. I was actually thinking maybe I'd go Sunday. So of course uh, my older daughter, uh, for those of you familiar with the Monday morning monorail podcast, McKenna uh, and may we're both there, but McKenna, um, May didn't really want to do the houses. McKenna did the first one with us, and then she ended up sort of hanging with May. Um, I actually thought they immediately left the park, but they didn't. They did all the scare zones and went in the shop and all that. Oh, stuff. so so they hung good. out. They hung out for a while. And McKenna uh, seemed like she enjoyed uh, 
uh, uh, Dead Man's Wharf. Yeah, she did. And actually, last year, after I went with the group with Steffers, I took it was just me and McKenna, and we went separately. And she ended up doing six houses that night. Um, and she was like, next year, I want to do all of them. So I was really hoping that she'd be able to run with us all night. I, I, It's very sweet that she took care of her younger sister. And so that was great. But I did text her and I was like, McKenna, if you want to go back, you and me can go and we'll do the houses. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get that going. So um, the door's open. That's right. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so we, we, started, we started with Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake, which was one that I was hearing so much hype about. I heard that this was like one of the most beautiful houses you'll ever go into. The, the sets, the costumes, the sounds, all the effects, like just everything is like chef, chef's kiss, what you'd want. Mwah. Uh, yeah. And so I was, I was so excited to do it. Um, however, I was worried that it was going to set the bar way too high uh, before we went into all the other houses. Um, that house kind of came out of nowhere for me because I had my uh, inspir- I, I was inspired to go to a couple other houses. And that one's like, oh, it's just another original house, which just another original house, that's saying a lot because sometimes the original houses are the very best. But on that opening night, uh, after I had gone through Winter's Wake, I wanted to immediately get back in line again because I was so impressed by everything of that house. It it was really, really impressive. I, I love the lighting. I love the effects. I love the scares. The actors were like awesome. Yeah. And there's that one scene. Oh, that yeah. big wide open scene. I don't know if you should we even talk about that? I, I think we should because I, I feel like chances are people listening to this, they've either gone or they're not gonna go. So I I think I mean just just let them have it. Go let's go spoilerific. If if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead a little bit. The shipwreck scene with the violin playing ghost. Yeah. Was so I mean, you walk into this big wide area and off in the distance you could see this ghost like playing a violin, turning around, screaming. I don't know oh. if she was supposed to be a siren she or was. What that's what was. I've heard. She's like a okay. siren. Yeah. It's just the way everything was laid out. It was just so impressive. And I am so, so happy that McKenna got to see that. Yeah. And I'm so, so angry that Landon refused. I was, that's the one I really wanted Me him to too. see. Me too. I, I wanted May to see that one too. I was like, May, listen, I know there are going to be some scares in there, but it is so worth it because I've, I did it twice because I did do it with Chris um, that night that I went on Sunday. So I've been in there. Well, now three times. Every time I see something different, I like you get a different experience. That house really does deliver. Like all the hype that I heard about it, it it lived up to it. Like no kidding. That house has widely become the most popular. I think after the first night, everyone was they were making their own fan art of the of the scare actors and they were talking about it. And no, I don't think anyone anticipated this house being the most popular house. There are some others that were really, really good, really well done. But this one, for some reason, winner's wake, just, it was the top notch house. So good. So, so good. I, I think about it right now and I'm like sad that I'm not able to walk through it right this instant, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that good, but that's how we started the night. And I, and really I thought if, 
if we managed to get Landon and May into a house and that was the first one, maybe they would see how amazing it could be. And they're like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, then maybe I'll do some other stuff. Yeah. Maybe the bug would have bit them just like it did you. That's right. Yeah. So again, it really is setting the bar very high for the night. Um, we started with that one and, and I mean, I, I think you can tell from the way we're talking about it, it's way up on, on our, our list. Um, the second one we did was Halloween. I was really excited. I'm wearing my Halloween shirt tonight as we record. I, because I'm new to Halloween horror nights, I've never gotten to run a Halloween house. And I got even more excited when I heard that this one was the original film based on the original movie. Um, Cause I'm such a huge fan of the original 1978 Halloween. So um, I did not know that. I thought it was based off one of the recent remakes. I will start going through this. Like, wait a minute. Is this, was the remake of like, did they actually remake the original? No, this is the original. <laughs> yeah. This is the original film we're walking through. Holy crap. Yeah. Yes. And I was so, I was thrilled. I was thrilled that that was the case. Um, and man, I, I really enjoyed it. Now, Full disclosure, by the time we got to this house, well, really by the time we got to Dead Man's Pier, I had been drinking for about <laughs> eight hours. <laughs> and so you were losing a one man drinking contest. I was. Uh, and so really, like my my absolute clarity starts to go in and out around the time that we went into the Halloween house because I didn't stop drinking once we started doing houses. I was getting blinky cup drinks at every opportunity. Hell yeah. It was my birthday. When else are you going to drink your liver away? Exactly. So I remember, I do remember it, but I'm like, oh, I wish I'd been a little, just a little more lucid because there were things that I was looking out for. Uh, at the end of this house, you go through a room and there's like a bunch of Michaels. And you don't know which one. Oh God, that scene. Which ones are real and which ones? I don't I really remember that room. <laughs> That's probably the third time in the last two or three years I've seen that particular kind of scare done, and it freaks me out every time. Every time I go through, it's like, oh, get me out of this area. I do not want to be in here. It's funny because it happens twice this year because there's one in the weekend house too. Yep. There was also I. <laughs> But both of those don't hold a candle to what I saw in the Us House a number of years ago, where it was, I don't know, how many people were in those particular rooms? Like, say, 20 um, max? Yeah, maybe at most 20. Yeah, I, the Us House easily had 40 to 50 people, oh. <laughs> mannequins, as you're weaving around. It's like, oh, one of these is going to move any second. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the eyes, and I'm like, and they're wearing full masks, so yeah. even the eyes are, are covered. It's like, oh, I can't tell if that's a person or not. I can't tell. Oh, my God, that's a real person on my left now. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was the uh, one of the houses that I didn't get to do the time that we went for McKenna's 18th birthday. Um, that, that was the us house. So I wanted to do that one, um, but we didn't get to. But um, it's an effective scare. Like, filling yeah. a room with... I mean, because especially like think about Michael Myers, he's wearing like the mechanic onesie. He's got the, you know, the, the Shatner uh, mask, Shatner mask on you. So, so any one of these dummies could be 
a real dummy. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I think that's the, the other uh, frightening thing about it. It's not someone coming around a corner waving their arm at you. It's not like a light turns on and there's someone standing there the whole time. You could see, He's right there. Mm-hmm. As you, you could see him as you're walking past him and there's another guy right next to him and another guy right next to him. And it's like, Oh, this it, it's like the in plain sight fear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're looking at each one of them and you know, as soon as you turn your head the wrong way. They're yeah. 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 That's, that was fun. I, I really do. I, I'm excited to do that one again. Honestly, I remember seeing like I, I remember pretty vividly seeing some of the scenes from the movie. I remember Loomis jumped out and yelled something at me. I don't know what he said. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he was there. Um, that was fun. So I'm going to ask you as, as a Halloween Horror Nights veteran, when you heard that there was going to be a Halloween house, was that one that you were just sort of like, nah? not super excited about i kind of rolled my eyes at it because there's this thing um they did it with the yeti house a few years ago they did it with texas chainsaw massacre and a couple other times it's what i refer to as same monster itis where you know the same character is going to be jumping out at you over and over and the halloween house did that but at the same time it's still it's like okay no, th- it's this, yeah, same monster over and over again. But guess what? You got me almost every single time. Guy just lunging out with a butcher knife. I was like, okay, <laughs> wasn't expecting that. One thing I want to say about this year was that when we went last year, there still were many of the scares were behind plastic. They were still, they, it wasn't all of them. What? They, they, yeah, they still had some plastic screens up. It wasn't all of them. But there was there was still some plastic up in places. I, like one of the ones that stands out to me right now, as I think about it, was in the Beetlejuice house. There was a Lydia scare where she just kind of like oh, walked, well, yeah. walked out, and she was behind plexiglass. Um, so there were some, some cases they're behind glass with a mask on. Yeah, yeah. So that that happened last year, and there weren't really a lot of instances where a scare actor would get very close to you last year. That is right. different. That is different this year. Oh no! I, I had one tap me on the shoulder once when I was completely lost and almost <laughs> in the dark. I just feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They will. I I will say it didn't happen on my birthday, but Sunday when I went with Chris, I did make incidental contact with a scare actor <laughs> because one of the things that they they're doing this year, and I guess this is probably a haunted house thing. They put their hand, they reach their hand and put it like right in your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I have never, I didn't really experience that last year. So I developed a bad habit of sort of like flailing when something scares me. <laughs> and so because of that, I sort of like, I will say no look high fived a scare actor because <laughs> I didn't see them coming. Did he leave I, you hanging? I t- no, we we made contact. I oh. turned, I turned my head. I didn't see them coming because it was in the bug house, and there was like, gauze, oh, yeah, yeah. there was gauze that hit me in the face or whatever's hanging down. <laughs> so I turned my face and I and I went to swing my arm at the gauze, and I ended up hitting the scare actor. We were both surprised. 
equally surprised <laughs> that it happened. Okay, that, uh, that that's a harmless moment. But if you're reaching out to make contact, whether it be friendly or violent, uh, you, no, yeah, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't do you shouldn't do it. And I felt bad that it even happened by accident. To be honest, luckily I didn't hit him in the face. I had one experience in one of the houses where there was a bunch up and the line just wasn't moving. And we were staying there for probably a good 20 to 30 seconds, just not progressing. And it was right, right in front of a scare actor who couldn't go behind a corner or anything, but he did step into the shadows. But you, at this time, your eyes have adjusted. You could still see him. Yeah. So the first time he jumps, I was like, ah, because I'm enjoying myself. And, this, and I'm just staring at him, and I'm looking around. I was like, okay, we're not moving. And, I, and I, the countdown in my head going, it's like, all right, it's another 10 seconds before he's going to leap out, and I'm just standing right here. So I the lights go up. He jumps out, and I gave him an obligatory Ah, I'll give you this one. Ah, and he jumps back into the shadow and was like, and we're starting the rotation all over again. I'm like, okay, huh, yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, we're still not moving. I know that time that light's gonna Here go. The, the light goes off. He jumps forward. He kind of looks at me. He like shrugs because <laughs> we've been making eye contact the whole time. I stick out my elbow and he bu- he elbow bumped me. I was like, all right, nice. cool, brotherhood. <laughs> that's that's a nice moment i got i got in a jam last year in the bride of frankenstein house actually the two times i ran that house both times ended up getting into a traffic jam where i came to a complete stop for like 30 seconds 45 seconds whatever Hmm. um but one of the times within this room where there was like uh it was like a what what would you even call them they were like the witches it was like being tortured or something so it was like screaming Yeah, the, the Dracula brides. Yeah, that's right. Because the Bride of Frankenstein was like trying to like pull their blood from them or something. So she was like hooked up to a thing and she was screaming. And like you said, it was like on a timing thing. And so we stood there. I was like right in front of her. It and it happened probably <laughs> like four or five times. I don't know. I was sitting there thinking, I was impressed that she was committed to it every single time, even though I'd seen it multiple times. She acted like it was the first scare every time. Yep, she's she's got to do it so many times every hour before she gets shuffled out with uh, someone else, and she's got to give all of it every single every single time. She's got to give it her all, and she did. So, kudos to the scare actors. They're they're hardworking, man. They yes, and they also are. by the way, people do hit them. And yeah. oh, God, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, they put up with a lot of junk, so. Just keep that in mind. Like they, they're underappreciated, I think, for sure. Yeah, when you see officers running towards a house, like, oh god, not again! Jeez, oh, they're probably gonna close the house for a few minutes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to go like one by one and like name all the houses. I think what I want to do is I want to talk about like favorites, talk okay. about some highlights. So let's we, we teased it earlier. We were talking about houses that tend to be like maybe a little more fun than they are scary. I want to say mine this year was a surprise to me because I didn't know that this was going to be the house that was fun. Um, but I want to ask you first, Bob, in the list of houses, which one has for you been more fun than it's been scary? You see, that's really difficult because there's not an individual house that jumps out as this is the fun, entertaining house. Um, 
they're all they all have pretty good scares in them. The weekend house has some fun moments. It also has some really creepy moments. Um, Spirits of the Coven, I I walked through that house with the biggest smile on my face, <laughs> and I actually I could feel it at some part, and I was telling myself stop smiling, but I I just couldn't do it. I was so happy to be in there. I I love speakeasy culture and 1920s stuff. So just going through all that and the, it was just overwhelming me. I, I was just beaming from ear to ear. And at one part early on, you see like uh, a 1920s flapper and she's like on a behind the bar or somewhere close and she's not possessed or anything. It's just a regular person. Uh, and she's not there to scare you. She's just there to like dance to the music and look, look cute and everything. And I, I just look at her. I was like, I, I start clapping for her or something. Then she like blew me this kiss. I'm like, I am melting. I can't <laughs> handle this anymore. I know there's scary stuff around the corner, but I just want to stand here and give you a hug. <laughs> I can't do that. So I'm going to keep moving. That's right. You would have ended up in universal jail, Bob. You can't yeah. hug the flapper girl. I don't know if I ever want to be in universal jail. If it's anything, <laughs> if it's like if Disney jail it's run by the SS Gestapo. I don't know what's running the Universal Jail. That's right. That's a scary. So, I mean, so for you, is the Coven House the most fun? Uh, most fun. The Bug House, Eaten Alive, that one, that one I have to do again. Because by the time I got into that house, the one time I've done it, I was so angry. I was so upset and miserable that it took about half of the house for me to snap out of that. So I need to do it again and, and take it in more. Uh, that is a really good house. I'm not really seeing any houses this year that I would call a dud. No, uh, not a, no, not a dud. I don't think so. Um, even ah, the um, one that's the, the Blumhouse, I wasn't crazy about that one. Uh, it, it was okay. Uh, I never watched the Black Phone or uh, uh, the, the Freaky. Grabber. Freaky. Yeah, Black yeah. Phone is the Grabber, and then Freaky is the, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't seen those, but at the same time, I went through Stranger Things before I saw a single episode, and oh. I still, I absolutely loved it. I was like, this is so cool. What's going on? <laughs> I am so jealous. I would love to do a Stranger Things house. Man. I why did I have to be a chicken for so many years of my life? That's the- Hey, that's on you, buddy. I know. But you you're a new person, you've grown. I am. I'm a whole new person now. Well, I'm going to throw out a couple that I think were kind of fun. Um uh-huh. So the first one was and while it is very gory, I think the Fiesta de Chupacabra is a fun house. I I did enjoy that one more than I thought I would. Yes, it's it's got like I really like the theming. I love like because even though the, the monster is scary, you get to see a cool animatronic of the monster. A couple of them. A couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the first time I saw him, like I was more wowed than I was scared. It's like, oh wow, look at that! I got to keep moving. Oh. Yeah, it's very it's, cool. Yeah, but but just like the whole idea of the house to me is like sure it's like a scary sort of a theme, but it's it's still fun. So I'll read a, a quick synopsis. It says, "Visit a Latin American village where the legend of the ch- creature 
Chupacabras is celebrated with colorful fiesta, and the streets are lined with crimson blood of tourists like you and your amigos. And essentially, the idea is they're the the locals are luring you in with this colorful festival of fireworks, and then you are going to be the sacrifice to the chupacabra. And Did you I, feel like you're walking through uh, the, the the Mexican boat ride for a moment? I was there. about to say that. <laughs> I was, that's what it reminds me of. Like it, it definitely feels like you're on the, the three caballeros boat ride for a moment, um, but then it gets a little spooky. Yeah. So that one to me, that to me is a dark horse candidate for a more fun house. But really, the other one, out of nowhere, because I thought it was going to skeeve me to death, is the Bugs Eating a Live House. Yeah. I've done it twice. I just love the theme. That 50s home of the future, you're walking through. They've got this pest control system that goes wrong. The story is great. It's in the... Look, I will say, it gets points for being in the Wicked Growth House from last year. (laughs) Um, But, like... I don't know. Like it, it didn't, I, I know it has triggered some people. I've heard stories of like, you know, if, if you hate bugs, you shouldn't do this house. I hate bugs. It did not do that to me. I thought it was really fun. It's goofy. Like you see a, a person, a giant cockroach. There's, there's what, a scare scarier than that dressed as a giant cockroach. And it's, it reminded me that to me was like a Beetlejuice kind of thing. Like, I don't know. It was, it was more fun to me than it was scary. It, it sure. It's got jump scares, you walk through a dark hallway where they've just got stuff hanging that's going to hit you in the face. It's a pitch yeah. black hallway. And you're thinking it's spider web because it's just little strings. Yeah. Um, so they're they're trying real hard to like hit those notes of, of fear if, you, if you've got a problem with bugs. But there was one really good scare in there for me where... Uh, when you're first going through the opening, there's a, the the woman in the 1950s attire with her hair done up, mm-hmm. and she's setting off the air conditioner or whatever. And she looks normal there, but you see her again later on, and oh, yeah. like half of her face is infested. But she leans out of the wall, and it wasn't a sound effect. The actress screams at you. Yeah. And I just happen to be right there. <laughs> She leans out. We are face to face. She is. I mean, she's looking above my head, so she's not breathing directly on me. But she is screaming, and I'm like, I could feel the the, the sound vibrations on my face. I'm like, okay, that'll do it. Yep, <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. Yeah, those those types of scares get me too. Um, so thinking back to the 2019 event when. Um, yeah, the classic Monsters House in 2019. There was there was a time when the Bride of Frankenstein leaned out and screamed in my face. Yeah, and it scared the crap out of me. Um, those are, that's pretty effective for sure. But yeah, I, th- those would be my candidates for for a- out of this list, like some of the more fun. Although I will say, I've had I had fun in the Universal's Mon- U- Universal Monsters Legends Collide House. I think that's yep. been fun. It's scary, but it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it has puppies in it. <laughs> it has puppies, and actually, both times that I've run it, speaking of puppies, the Wolfman has been the winner of the amulet both times. Yeah, that that was the only time I've seen him. Every other time, it was just Dracula. And one time, I guess like the scare effect wasn't working, so he's just like leaning against the wall, like looking at his watch, and he's just like <laughs> chilling. It's like, yeah, th- this is my domain. <laughs> <laughs> just. Ch- Chill Dracula is like a different vibe altogether. I, I really enjoyed it. Let me ask you. Yeah. 
Do you have an individual favorite scare? I always pick one every year. Do you have one? Oh, this year. Um, that is going to be tough because I I, I feel like I've got, I'm going to have to redo some of these. So, let me tell you this. this. This is something that was a bit frustrating on my birthday. I don't think I had good placement in any oh. of, in any of the houses a single time. That Not once. That can ruin it, but that's why we have <laughs> Russia Fear passes. Exa- exactly. That's why I'm excited to get back in there. Um I'm going to say for now um I thought in honestly in Dead in Dead Man's Pier, this was a surprise to me. Um in Dead Man's Pier there is um, in front of you. Your your this was bef- mm, It's early on in the house. It's like after you you pass through the courtyard with the fountain and everything. You go in. You feel like you're at a glorified Captain D's. You're ready to get some fish and chips. Um, this is the weirdest Jacques Lindsay's I've ever been to. Exactly. There's like this bi- a large painting that you're sort of walking to, and it looks like a like a, a captain. It honestly looks like it'd be on the box of like a frozen shrimp. Oh, that one. Yes. And then and then all of a sudden it becomes transparent and there's a monster in there. And then if you walk around, that monster can jump out from the side and get you. Um, that was very good to me because I did not expect that. And and honestly, it was like sometimes those effects of like, oh, this thing you didn't know you could see through, now you can see through it, it is sometimes not super effective. For me, that one was very good. Yeah, that was it wasn't exactly a Pepper's Ghost, but it was kind of like on the same wavelength. And then it was that added thing. Like you said, you walk around the corner and here I am again. Hi, how you doing? Are you pooping yourself yet? Exactly. And to that effect, I think it's in um, I think it's Hellblock Horror. There's a monster that's in a cage in like a in a in a cell. Yeah, it's it's like raised up. And you walk around and you think, oh, well, I can just look at this monster because he's behind bars. You don't realize when you turn the corner, the bars are wide enough for the monster to come out. And he yep. does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll reach out. And one time I've heard him, he will like jump down in front of people and then jump back in again if there's enough enough of a gap. Yeah. So that one was a, was a good surprise. Although I, that house probably for me... <sighs> It, it's not my favorite. I, I think some people have really liked it. For me, it wasn't my favorite, but it's got some cool moments. So, those are the two that come to mind. Uh, what about you, Bob? What's your What's your favorite scare this year? My favorite individual scare. Um, there were a couple in the weekend that were really good, like where a bus you come around a corner and there's a bus lighting up and oh, moving yeah. towards you. That one oh, was yeah. really good. There's yeah. a couple others where you're moving through like this disco dance hauler and people are like they're gyrating they're they're shaking their shoulders back and forth and then they lunge towards you it was like okay yeah, that's fine. but the very best scare of the entire night in my opinion is where you walk through this curtain and you're face to face with this wall of a mosaic like uh paint splatter wall mm-hmm. and then the lights flicker and you realize there's a person in front of that wall wearing a full body outfit with the same design is that just blends in perfectly. And when the lights go off or when they turn on and that person lunges at you, it's like, Oh wow. I did not see that coming. That's very good. 
Yeah. I like the ones that you don't see coming. It's like, I do okay. Too. Yeah. I like the creative ones. I, I also have a thing for, I like the flying scares, like when they're on a harness and they come yeah. fly, flying at you. Um, yeah, those, the, I've got a place in my heart for those. Man, there's some good ones. I, I agree. Like, I, I really don't think, I, I feel like leading up to this event, People were sort of underwhelmed with the with the house lineup, and i i think I think these houses deliver better than a lot of people think that they were going to. I got excited because usually we have an even like the last I don't know how many years now I'd have to count. We've had five IP houses and five original houses, and we knew for the most part the original houses in their own wavelength would be better depending on you know your the time of date and and every and your own juices flowing in your own brain. Sometimes the originals are better. Uh, this year we only had four IP houses, and one of them was a Universal yeah. uh, Monster IP house. So it kind of felt like there was only three. Um, I heard that we were supposed to get Nope. Yeah, and we ended up with. Um, Descendants of Destruction instead. Okay. okay. Uh, this is what I heard. I don't know if that's factual or not, but at the same time, um, yeah, they they didn't have a lot of star power based off the IP houses this year, aside from uh, the weekend. But when I heard the rumors that he was getting his own house, I got excited for that because I don't. His music is okay. I'm not the biggest fan of his. It's like, oh yeah, I've heard that while sitting at a red light, or I, I, I've heard that, and I watched the Super Bowl halftime yeah, show. Super Bowl halftime, right? And I was actually hoping, was like, mo- I hope most of the house is going to be like that. But I know that he is someone. He is a, a fantastic storyteller. Even yeah. on top of being a good singer, he takes a lot of pride in what he does, and he likes to be involved. And he will spend his own money if he has to, and design it. And I knew that when he was going to get his own house, I knew well that one is going to be solid. This one's going to be well loved and cared for, and it might actually be really, really good. And it was. I, I really enjoyed the weekend house. I would agree with you one hundred percent. I when I heard the weekend was getting a house, I got excited because exactly what you're saying this guy is a storyteller this guy and a lot of times with what he creates he's trying to deliver some sort of a message as well um and it's i don't very, know if there's a message in the house i don't know if there's a message in the house but <laughs> other than have fun and try not to die Woo! <laughs> it, it's funny because i do feel like he's very misunderstood in in that like people don't get the fact that like you know he showed up what was it to the grammys and he was wearing the the gauze on his face like he'd gotten plastic surgery that was all like a character for his like the blinding lights song it, it's part of being a showman he's a yeah. showman and he was like trying to say, like, this is what Hollywood does to people. It makes you feel like you've got to get plastic surgery just to even be seen. Uh, but like, man, I I was so fired up about it, and and it, I was pleasantly surprised with how good and fun that house is. It's it's a very good and a very uh, game Halloween Horror Nights house. Like it's it's up to the it's up to stuff. Like it absolutely delivered. Um, so yeah, I, it lived up to its billing as one of the top houses. Yes, I hope I hope people, I hope people give it a shot, and 
I think from what I've heard, people who have have come out surprised with how good it is. So uh, that's that's exciting. Um, I want to talk about scare zones for a couple minutes here. Yeah, oh, because one thing that happened this year is very important. The first scare zone that you'll see coming in, it, it, well, I guess depending on which way you go, but if you if you go like towards the the concert um, towards area, New York, to, towards New York. You're going to go towards the horrors of Halloween and you will see the icon of this year's event, the pumpkin Lord. I was thrilled to know that the pumpkin Lord was going to be such a, such a character this year uh, and part of the Halloween Horror Nights event, because we met him last year in wicked growth. He was like part of the finale of the wicked growth house. And, and that honestly was my favorite house last year. Loved it so much. Every time we would pass the Pumpkin Lord, we would praise the Pumpkin Lord. We were not worthy of the Pumpkin Lord. So the fact that he's back and he's got a throne for all the world to come and give him praise is great. Highlight of my night, Bob. After we left Finnegan's, we were headed out. We stopped. The Pumpkin Lord was there holding court, doing his thing. I blew him a kiss. He caught it. (laughs) He caught my kiss and he put it on his heart. And it was, right. sweet, it was a sweet moment between the Pumpkin Lord and I. We're connected now. I, I think you're engaged in some cultures. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the, the Pumpkin Lord. I love how he's this year's icon, which means he's now going to live in infamy. So whenever, like every five years, when they, like, here's the parade of the icons again. There's Pumpkin Lord. He's going to be part of it. I don't yeah. know how you're going to wheel around a giant 400-pound pumpkin. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I did. Um, one thing I want to do is I want to go back just for the scare zones because one thing I'm trying to improve myself on is become a photographer. Mm-hmm. And I am learning nighttime photography is so freaking hard with a DSLR camera. <laughs> so I want to go with a camera that I have that's also that's better for nighttime photography. And I, I want to take a lot of great shots. Pumpkin Lord being one of them. I did get some good daytime shots of him. And I have this art program where I've learned how to take out the background really nice and cleanly. And I just put up something funny on Twitter. It's like, oh, what should I do next? And someone said, you should put them in the teacups. Like, all right, I have these four (laughs) shots of the Pumpkin Lord. Let's put them in four different teacups around. (laughs) It's I I was really proud of how incredibly goofy that looked. But I, I hope that everyone else that catches it just laughs their ass off. That's I saw it. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, that was that brought a uh, a definite smile to my face when I saw that work, uh, Skipper Bob. And cool. I gotta say, like you, I mean, we'll do we'll do the plugs at the end. But but you've got, you, I know you've got your own sort of photography Instagram that you started, where you you know you're putting up yep. your your high art, high skill photography that you've been doing. Yes, it's a high quality art form. <laughs> it's, it's great, man. You you are you've got an eye for it and you do a great job and I, I want to make sure people see that. So I'm excited to see what you can do in those scare zones. If you, if you bring your camera that can maybe do a little more in the dark, that, that should Me be too. Really, really fun. Yeah. Um, so like, like I mentioned uh, early on in the show, we've got five scare zones. Um, the, ha- the horrors of Halloween's a bit of a hodgepodge um, of, of sort of like all the creatures from this year's event. It's, it's a little taste of everything. The sweet revenge section is where last year the controller was. 
in front of the mummy. Yeah. Are you, it, I, based on that, it sounds like it leaves something to be desired for you. I, I'm really happy I went on night one, so I got to see the entirety of Sweet Revenge because within a week, people have vandalized a number of different spots uh, and it's uh, just not the same now because people have been climbing on stuff or breaking stuff off and they've had to remove or rope off different areas. And it's just not the same as I saw it on night one. And that happens almost every year. People just, they drink too much and they don't know how to control themselves. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you controlled yourself. <laughs> Somehow. I, I, I guess a, you had a chaperone. <laughs> I had chaperones. Yeah. Multiple chaperones. Yeah. That, I mean, it's a shame people get carried away. I, but, you know, this is the same thing we we're talking about, like touching scare actors. People think that it's it's like they just feel like, oh, well, I'm entitled to do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it ruins it for everybody else. Yeah, I, I think it's buckets. I know. I think it's a cool scare zone. Um, I think it's fun. They routine, routinely do sort of little little shows on the main float that's in the middle of the Sweet Revenge area. Um and, you know, one of the things that's cool about that area, too, is some of the scare actors, they, I mean, you can, when you see them, you know, they're scare actors, but they can blend into the crowd as well. Yeah. And some so, of them are kid actors. Yeah. So Which is that, like, it is after midnight. You need to be in bed, young man. That's right. <laughs> uh, that area has a cool um, scare actor. I think it may be one of the kid actors uh, riding a tricycle that's connected to a wagon. And the wagon has a dead body in it. Yes. I love that one. That's pretty good. Um, Conjure the dark in San Francisco. I will say for me, this one, this one's cool. There's like a, there's like a witch that's doing um, some spells around a cauldron um, and some, some other things going on. Uh, Oh yeah. That one. I would say this one is, there's a couple of good jump, jump scare opportunities, but for me, um, I think it's cool. I just wouldn't say it's my favorite. Uh, but the next two that I'm going to mention are are up there. So Scarecrow, Cursed Soil, and Central oh, Park. That one I love. So good. Central Park is always a great place for a scare zone because it's it's cramped. It's already claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And, and add in the fog where you can barely see anything. That just makes it worse. Oh, that is something I feel like they're doing this year better than I feel like they've done in for me in the in the in my past experience where they will hit you with a cloud of fog as you're walking through some of these zones where you honestly cannot see your hand in front of your face. Yep. And and once you're in the fog, good luck. Like I mean, I I feel like I've been lucky not to run into other guests, but you know, you just never like that no matter how brave you're feeling, that's got to put a little <laughs> tingle in your spine yeah that, that kind of like lost wanderers uh, i i i think i'm going the right direction i don't the guy in front of me has a blue shirt that i, I can identify that but i is he a guest is he a scare actor? no he's a scare actor holy sh- god yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah and they and man they make good use of that but there's a couple really cool uh scare actors in in that area um I like the man. I think they're always cool. Like the the scare actors that walk around on the stilts. I'm so impressed by them. Absolutely. I mean, that's I couldn't do it. So it, it's almost like 
they're circus performers, how yeah. they're, they're just moving around. And it's like, okay, I dig this. You're creepy as hell. Get away from me. Totally, totally comfortable and, and ready to, to scare the life out of you. Oh, yeah. Um, this one's my favorite, the graveyard, deadly unrest. Agree. I love it. It's so good. It's like a classic scary situation. You're in a cemetery. There's, you know, there's tombs around you. There's, uh, you know, mausoleum type things where that the scary actors are coming out. I love, so, there's something about it that reminds me of the haunted mansion as well, because some of the effects, like you've got people that, that are just like in kind of ghost makeup and they're wearing like suits or whatever, but then they've got this like, um, gown, like this gauze gown that they wear over the top of it to make them sort of look like a ghost. And they're sort of just like floating through the zone. Yeah. They're like, I'm in the ether. And every single character in that scare zone is impressive from the, the raised dead, uh, tuxedo man to the uh, the the purple faced ghost. I don't even know what to call her. I I, I snapped a photo. I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. Uh, the the one where it's uh, elevated, like a, a skeleton is on top oh, of someone's yeah. head, and the eyes are glowing That's blue. Great. Yeah, that did. that one's classic. Uh, then there's you know the the. The winged demon that's standing on the stage and the wings spread out, and he just he he's right there he's for awesome. you to see everything. He's or awesome. she, I, I don't know. I'm he not going to gender assume. Or they? <laughs> yeah. Did I mean, you assume the gender of a demon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm canceled. It's, it's so good. <laughs> don't get canceled, Skipper Bob. Nobody's canceled in the Passholder Lounge. Well, there's first for everything. But um, man, so good. I now I have yet to see the um the Nightmare shows? Fuel Wired Wildfire. I hear it's pretty similar to Nightmare Fuel from last year, but there's some changes to some of the set pieces. Um I've seen Ghoulish from afar. The, and that's the Lagoon show with the the fountains and the projections. I've seen yeah. some of it. I haven't seen a lot of it. Ghoulish was okay. There was nothing wrong with it, but at the same time, there was nothing really to hook you in. It's a really good thing to do if you have done all the houses or you have plenty of time to do all the houses and you just you want to take in some more stuff. So you just stand over by the lagoon, you watch some lasers, you watch some fountain spray, you listen to a little bit of music, like, all right, this is pretty catchy. This is pretty cool. They throw a little weekend at you and they throw in some Halloween stuff. It's there's nothing nothing like take home awesome about it like there was a couple years back where they had because these water shows they try to work in the ips that are at halloween horror nights that year but obviously because they had a a lower amount they they just didn't really have much to work with so it was kind of like original stuff it was still it was decent it was good time i mean it was a good way to just relax for a little bit i i enjoyed it but i'm not going to recommend it for everybody yeah, I, I think it is one of those things where if you happen to catch it, you know, you, you're going to it's it's enjoyable, but you don't need to plan your night around it. Probably. No. Um, now, wildfire, on the other hand, mm-hmm. I felt dirty watching. that. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. Learned my lesson from the fir- from the year previous and don't sit close to the stage. This year, I got. They asked me, "Would you like to sit up front?" No, thank you. I will sit way in the back, 
Thank you so much. I mean, first off, you could see everything a lot better from way in the back. And the music, uh, it's kind of like the sexiest versions of America's Got Talent that I've ever seen. That's probably the best <laughs> way to put it. There's fire dancing and there's fan dancing and there's more dancing and there's break dancing. And if you're into dancing with like rock and pop music um, with a little bit of like a horror theme to it, it's, it's not as good as what was the Academy of villains. That stuff was like, those shows were really, really good. Um, But May those shows rest in peace for the people running it. I sure yeah, they, they I don't know. deserve. Yeah. I, I uh, heard. But Nightmare Fuel, I think it's it's going in a good direction. Just tone down the fire a little bit, please. My That's God. what it's all about. That they I mean I don't need my eyebrows singed off. There's a lot of fire. It is so it's toned it, down this year compared to the year before. If it, it if the show is similar to what it was last year, here's here's how I would describe it. Leather, fire, yeah, sexiness. Oh yeah, and loud music. I mean, that's about it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I thought it was fun. It was kind of funny how I'm describing this show to my friend who's going to go with me, and I was like, "Yeah, it's got fire dancers, and it's kind of like on the sexual side, but not, you know, it's not like." hardcore stuff, anything like that. And she's like, man, Universal, they they think they are such a family park, but then they turn up the volume all the way. I was like, dude, you didn't see the uh, the Rob Zombie scare zone a few years back where they had go-go dancers and living dead girls and everything. That was like the scare zone hall of fame right there. <laughs> Funny thing is, I saw that one. I And uh, that was the year. Yeah, that was the, that was the year we went with McKenna and, um, she was desperate to see that Rob's. We spent more time in scare zones than we did houses. So uh, we saw that, that was one. a good year for scare zones. And it was, it was a good one. Um, there was a, I think there was a walking dead scare zone that year. Not that year. Maybe the year before, before it was, that. A, it was a zombie theme that it, it must've been. Oh, it was, oh, it was zombie uh, 85. Is that what it was? Or uh, uh, vamp 85. Excuse me. Yeah, that's right. There was Vamp. There, you're right. There was Vamp eighty five. This one was um, Zombie Land, because oh, yeah, they, Zombie Land. Yes, that's what it was, the, and it was actually really fun. But, yeah, they reenact parts of the movie, and yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that one. But part of the scare zone uh, it, again, like I was talking about with Sweet Revenge, the scare actors could easily blend in with the crowd, so you could be walking right beside one, and then they would get you. Yeah, so. didn't you have one? Was it you that they offered? some like some of their cotton candy they suck it out in your face like here you go try it try it oh no that wasn't that was you too drunk for that (laughs) are you saying this year uh yeah oh well if it happened to me i don't remember it okay relive a memory it could have happened um yeah i i wanted to i wanted to get into like um some of the some of the drinks and snacks i i haven't really tried much of the food um yeah i've been missing out on some of the snacks uh, although i've i've heard some of them are kind of uh adventurous is the best way to put it they still have like the the beating jello heart which from last year that one is it's all right uh but the 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 rice crispy uh yeah. brains i i've heard people say it's it's, it's like not- there's they've got the ground princess yeah 
Um, I just say stick with pizza fries. You can ne- that that never fails you every single year. That is king pizza fries. Well, here's my funny story. So there's a couple different things you can get that have black bread that go. Oh along yeah. With them. Um, one of them is the there's like a pod. It's like a turkey squash pod, spicy turkey squash pod. It's delicious, by the way. Number one, very, very good. I, I would get it again. I really liked it. Um, but it is in the pod is very much dyed in food coloring. And um, it's black. It looks black. Well, the fun no, part it, of that is the next day. Yep. You don't necessarily remember that you had something like that. Yep. And you have a bit of a panic attack situation because you're going, what is coming out of my body? Why is it this color? <laughs> Did I eat a whole bowl of nothing but green M&Ms? Yeah, it comes out like the most green. It's, I can't even describe the forest greenness that was coming out of my body. <laughs> It was insane. And then once I realized what it was, I was like, oh, well, that's fun. <laughs> now imagine how much of that stayed in your body. Yeah. You're, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't started getting some like green tones to my skin. I start looking a little bit, a little <laughs> yeah, bit. My, like finger, my fingernails are like a forest green shade. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would recommend that. There's a couple drinks I would recommend. I think that the pumpkin ginger snap drink that you can get in the, in the blinky cup is really good. And it's to me, it has a bit of a different flavor than some of the other ones um, that you can get surprisingly tasty. Um, The bloody Mary from the meat market is. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised how good it was. And then the savior tears from the weekend bar with the peach boba. It was really good. I have not had that one yet. I've had um, the Bloody Mary. I've had the 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 pumpkin, um, which, in my opinion, was a little little chunky towards the end. I I, I couldn't finish it. The, the last amount had like shrapnel or something. I <laughs> it was okay the first ten sips or so, and after that, um, I I didn't really care for it. The uh, uh, what was the electric drop? The electric oh, chair? No, electric the death. Electric, yeah, that one. I that one I kind of like. That, like this, that is, this is this is a sugary. If there's alcohol in it, this is dangerous because I don't taste anything yeah. other than sugar. Yeah, electric death is good, but it is it's it's very sugary. Um, I don't like the ghoul juice that much. Ghoul juice is left over from the year before, and I think the year before that. Um, yeah, if you like it, great. If not, you're not really missing out on a whole lot. Uh, you definitely want to hit up that Bloody Mary, though. That Bloody Mary, almost as good as the one they served during Mardi oh, Gras. The Mardi Gras one, yeah. Oh my god, it can't compete with the Mardi Gras, but it is a strong, a strong. Well, come on, but it is a good Bloody Mary. I, I yeah. would. I you would and I were drinking, it and we're like, oh, this could use some spice. Chug. <laughs> oh yeah. I would love it if it was a little spicier for sure. If they could, if they could hit that with some Tabasco or something. Oh man, I, I need to bring some like Taco Bell sauce with me next time and just pour that in there and stir it in and just enjoy the rest of my night because the, the next day is going to be pain. Yeah, and anger. 
here's a recommendation. If maybe that turkey and squash pod doesn't sound great to you, but you do want to have green poop, you can also <laughs> <laughs> you can also get the Philly cheat, the garlic Philly cheesesteak, because it also has a black bun and it'll have the same effect on you. I guarantee it because I've had that one, too. <laughs> Remember a few years ago, Burger King released the the Sith Whopper. It was a oh, black yeah. bun. I don't remember anyone saying that it did that to their shit, but <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe people are like, I don't want to talk about this. They'll know I've been eating at Burger King. That's right. You can't. The shame was too much. Yeah. You don't want to admit such a thing. But, Have uh, you done any of the rides this year? No, I actually... I have not done any rides during Halloween Horror Nights this year. I had the option of doing uh, The Mummy last year. During our RIP tour, um, our guide was taking us to all these places, and he says, hey, you guys want to see uh, Nightmare Fuel? And everyone in the, the group was like, not really. <laughs> We're good. We don't want to see that. It's like, okay, let's go on The Mummy. We walked straight in, and right. it was... Uh, Rob and I still sat it out because we were still we were a little winded, little uh, little woozy, and I didn't want to ruin the rest of the night. But I've I've been on Mummy a number of times. I absolutely love that love that ride. Um, have Have you gotten to do the Mummy since it's reopened? No, and I do want to do that, but I want to be in the right frame of mind because there's a couple of attractions I was not prepared for that is a th- different subject altogether <laughs> that okay. kind of ruined my day. Gotcha. Which we could talk about if you want to on part two. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, the rides are always an option. Actually, I'm a little bit surprised Landon, Landon and Lindsay, since they weren't going to do the houses, they didn't go do like Escape from Gringotts or MIB or, you know, something like that. Because uh, I'm so disappointed. Very, very little weight. Very little weight. I mean, you practically walk on those things. And actually, Diagon Alley is empty. During Halloween yeah. Horror Nights. It's, and that's it's, like, that's when you want to go is like during Halloween Horror Nights. It's awesome. It's very cool. It, I mean, if you don't mind cutting a little time out of being in the scary parts, go go on into Diagon Alley and um, check that out because n- there's hardly anybody in there. You're never going to see it like that. It's it's, it's a unique experience. Mm-hmm. But man, all in all, I, I just, like, this year has done nothing but increase my love of the event and, and i will say like for me it, it it is definitely better with a scream squad it's it's great to go with friends and whether it's you know getting drinks having snacks hanging at finnegan's if that's what you want to do going through the scare zones going through the houses like i sure am i willing now to do that on my own i will but i just have so much fun with having my besties around me and and just like laughing and having a good time it it totally changes the experience um highly recommend putting together a team and and going with people that uh are into it it's it's the the amount of times i've been with people versus the times i've gone alone and i still had fun alone but i had more fun with people lots more fun especially when it's a house i've already been through like did has anyone been in this house before no okay i'm gonna go in the back of this group and just watch all of you get scared and just i oh i enjoyed that so much so good yeah yeah 
And uh, and Bob, I, I can't thank you enough for bringing me into the family, into the Halloween Horror Nights, or or even just scare like haunted attraction family. Because I I'm I'm 100 on board at this point, and we've still got Hallow Scream ahead of us. Yep. So excited to do that again this year. I'm hearing good things. Can't wait to get back in those themed bars. I think we're looking forward. I mean, I'm looking forward to the houses, but yeah, the bars. I'm yeah, I want to try out the bars without a doubt. Uh, hopefully, we'll run into another group who's like, "All right, we're leaving. You want these passes? Like, get you into the houses right away." I know that would be great. Our our group's going to be a little bigger this year, so I I, I think you know we'll ah. have to find, yeah we'll have to find a few extra passes. But that man, that was that was awesome. Um, yeah, and actually, speaking of uh, earlier, the the girlfriend who I roasted. She she claimed tonight that she's thinking about getting a no boo necklace. I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Not in my group. You won't. <laughs> you could stand behind me and like clutch onto my shoulders and like peer over once in a while, but no, you're not getting a no boo pass. Well, those don't work in the houses anyway. So, oh really? They don't. You can't wear them in the well, house. Yeah, you can't see them. I bet. Yeah. Um, so it's, I guess it's, it's like the the scare at, or the um, for the scare zones. Yeah. So wow. That's, that's all it is. Uh, but she said she was going to do it. She's like, I don't know. I don't think she will. I I think because honestly, she did great at Halloween Horror Night. She ran. I think. Yeah. She, she did seven houses. She survived. That. Yeah, that was that was her first outing. Her first since she was like a teenager. Yeah. Okay. So it was her first outing. <laughs> uh, I, I think after six years, the dial just resets. Yeah. And, <laughs> the uh, odometer goes back to zero. <laughs> I, I think she even surprised herself with like how well she did. So, but that's what I'm saying though. Like it really does make a difference when you're with a group of people who are like into it and having a great time. Because yeah, because the vibes feed off on it, onto you. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's it. One hundred percent, what happened to me last year, and this is how we convert people, Bob. This is how we do it. One Just of like us, computers, one, one can at a time. <laughs> yeah. So. Man, it's it's been a blast. Like just just reliving it. Uh, is is there anything we missed that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up here? Oh, we pretty much covered it all. Um, you can, you have a chance to do everything if you get in at six thirty. But yeah, the the stay and scream—that's the way you want to go. You'll knock out two, three houses in the first hour. Uh, the food, yeah, that's kind of hit or miss. I oh, I do want to try out the 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 pizza skull face. Yeah, I, I want to try it just because things. it looks weird. Yeah, I'm hearing good things. So, by the way, so the pizza face. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza face skull and the pumpkin ginger snap and the turkey squash pod all come from the same area. It's it's near Sweet Revenge. If if you find the scariest icon of all of Halloween Horror Nights, that's Jimmy Fallon. If you find <laughs> I thought it's Hello Kitty. <laughs> find Jimmy Fallon and then there's like right there in the park on the other side of the park. Um near the tribute store you're going to find those booths with with all those the tribute store we didn't even talk about that oh the tribute store so good i i'm lucky that i haven't gone broke already <laughs> yeah there's a, a lot of clothing i walk in there it's like oh i want to get that oh i want to get that but i live in florida and the flannel would just would not work i know yeah th- there's some pretty awesome stuff 
I have to give a shout out once again to the Pumpkin Lord because there's some pretty cool Pumpkin Lord merch this year. I already got the shirt. It looks similar to the one I'm wearing, but it's like Pumpkin Lord. And uh, he's all cartooned out. Looks great. You know, the first time, I, all this time, well, before, t- like the first week, I forgot he was the Pumpkin Lord. So I kept calling him the Pumpkin King. Oh, and that's Jack. Eh, yeah, well... Yeah, I'm I'm learning that. <laughs> I, I look up and I'm like, all right, Pumpkin King, and he just like looks at me with a raised stem that he has for eyebrows. Like, uh, oh, okay, I'm just gonna keep on moving before I, I think I've insulted him. I don't know what's going on. Is, is he yeah. the Pumpkin King? He's not the Pumpkin. He's a Pumpkin Lord. The Pumpkin Lord. And but you kings are right. like lords. Put some respect on it when you say Pumpkin Lord. Rub it. Rub it all over. <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for joining me for this Halloween Horror Nights recap. It's been Hell a blast. yeah! We're going to do this again. I know you were talking about doing a part two, three, four. Dude, you are welcome in the Passholder Lounge anytime you want. And we will definitely be doing additional episodes talking about God knows what. I'll get in- my card stamped. All right. In the meantime, let's tell people where they can find you on the old interwebs. To make it easy on just about everybody, uh, you can find me on Twitter at eight second delay. It's an audio joke. Get it? Because I'm an audio engineer. Eight second delay. Uh, just find me on there and on my main page or on the the bio section. You'll find a link to all my other stuff. My YouTube channel, my podcast that I do with my two friends, the Cretans Guild. We actually haven't done a podcast in quite a while, just because it's wonderful scheduling system we have going on you'll find my instagram my personal one and my professional semi-professional uh photography one that i'm trying to get off the ground but just venture through that and you will find something for everybody oh yeah parental advisory is concerned here (laughs) that's that is a fair point maybe not something for all ages but i mean if you listen to this show if you're listening to this show, then then more than likely uh, you're going to be okay checking out Bob's stuff. So I highly recommend it. Bob, um, again, thank you for doing this. I I thank you for bringing me into the Halloween scare, like haunt attraction family. You get you get you and Rob get equal credit. What I Steph, am so Steph, happy. A little bit. Steffers gets a well, little bit. Okay, real quick, I just got to point out something. When we have our little group of Twitter friends and theme park friends and whatever, and when you came back with this Passholder Podcast Lounge, Mm -hmm. I was so happy you were back because this this makes you it's it feels like this is your element. This is where you belong in in podcasting and storytelling and interviewing and and chatting with friends and everybody. So what I do when I'm referring to any one of our group to my wife, I say, "Oh, they're part of the monorail family. That is the term I use to encompass everybody. The monorail family. That's obviously yourself, Frank and Jen and theme park, Rob and cocktail, Bob and Steffers and Lewis and Val. And just like yeah. so and many people. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I really think you should run with that because you, we are the monorail family. Hell yeah, baby. Monorail fam forever. 
I yes. totally, I totally agree with that. And I, and I, I am going to start incorporating a little more of that into, into this podcast because you're absolutely right. Like monorail family never dies and uh, we will go on. And this is where the Passover lounge is where the monorail fam gathers. And, uh, and man, I, it's I just, Buckingham palace. Yeah, that's right. Um, God save the queen. And I, <laughs> but I just, I'm, I'm so happy uh, that, that people have found themselves gathering underneath this umbrella of monorail family. And, and Bob, I, I love the fact that you're part of it, man. Virtual fist bump. Boom. Let's do this again soon. Absolutely. You call you you call my people. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Yes, Skipper Bob. At eight second delay on Twitter. Go follow him. Go find him on the Instagram. Skipper Bob is all over the place. And he is a lovely, lovely soul. He may look big and brawny and scary, but he's a big teddy bear. This man, when I see him in person, he gives me a hug and he lifts me up off the ground to give me a hug. Nobody else does that. Only Skipper Bob. And I love those. I, I love flying like a little toddler. It's, it's wonderful. And Skipper Bob does that for me. You yourself, your spirits can get a, a lift off the ground hug from Skipper Bob just by following him on the socials and listening to the Cretans Guild and finding him uh, on Skipper Bob breakdowns on YouTube and and also you can you can go do all the following on Instagram. Do, go do all of those things. It's totally worth your time and make sure you let him know that you found him because you are also part of the hashtag Monorail family. That's right. We're all Monorail family members. Whether you knew it or not, you're here right now listening to the Passholder Lounge, listening to Justin Monorail. You are a Monorail family member, and I, and I welcome you with a, with open arms. So welcome to the fam. Bring more people on into the family. Let them know you're listening to the Passholder Lounge. Tell them where to find it. You know, you can find me on Twitter at the PHL Pod. That's where you can find the show on the social medias. You can email us passholderloungepod at gmail.com if you'd like to do that. For now, that's all we've got going in terms of social media. Um, we will be working on a merch store eventually, but, you know, who cares about that? Let's not worry about that for now. For now, let's just get to the weekend. I raise my drink to you, friends. Cheers. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And come back next week for another episode of the Passholder Lounge. I love you all. Bye-bye. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs>